And we're back. Welcome to EQ2, part two. This is all about baptism, spirit and water. And we're going to jump right in and start with the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit and what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit is the very spirit and presence of God. He's the third person in the Godhead. We mentioned earlier, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit was the one who hovered over the earth at creation, and he has visited the earth at different times before Jesus was born onto the earth. But when Jesus came to the earth and he was baptized in water, it says as he came up out of the water that the Holy Spirit came down upon him and looked like a dove. The Holy Spirit was the empowerment upon Jesus' life because when he returned from 40 days in the wilderness after his baptism, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 4 that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then after that, Jesus turned the world as we know it upside down. The Holy Spirit was described by Jesus as the helper, as the witness of Jesus, as the one who helps us to remember the words of Jesus, as the one who reveals truth, the one who guides us in truth and glorifies Jesus, and the one who convicts the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. Jesus promised that after he had gone up into heaven, that he would send the Holy Spirit to earth and that it would remain here with us. And the very first time that the Holy Spirit came in that way is known as Pentecost. We're going to take a quick look at that story now in Acts chapter 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they, the followers of Jesus, were all together in one room. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, as a result of this encounter of the Holy Spirit coming, the disciples spilled out onto the streets and all started speaking in strange languages. Now, the people who were hearing them thought first that they were crazy, but then thought, how can they be speaking in foreign languages that I understand? These are Jewish people and I'm a foreigner and I understand what they're saying. Then Peter, one of Jesus' followers, was inspired by the Holy Spirit and he got up and preached a message about who Jesus is and about the Holy Spirit. And the people who heard were cut to their heart, the Bible tells us, and they asked this question, what shall we do? In other words, they asked, how do we respond to what you're saying? And this is what Peter said to them in Acts 2.38. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself and that very day 3,000 people were saved and the church was born but friends for us today, the very same response is true. To experience the, the Holy Spirit, it flows first from a place of faith and repentance. We must repent for any sin in our life, believe that Jesus is Lord, be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. 
Now, when the experience of the Holy Spirit occurs in our lives, we will often feel it through our senses, just like the first followers did. They heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. They would have felt it too, I dare say. And then they saw what appeared as tongues of fire on their heads. Now, in some way, when you experience the Holy Spirit, pay attention to what happens within you because that's him moving in you and around you. The evidence of the Holy Spirit is also speaking in other tongues, just like on the first day. Now, can I encourage you, don't try and make sense of it. Just roll with it. <laughs> you see, the thing about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is that it's the Holy Spirit speaking through us and praying through us. We're praying the prayers that God wants us to pray, and we may not understand them, but we are muttering mysteries of the Holy Spirit because we are connected into the flow of God, connected into the very source of God and what he's saying and doing in a moment. And we partner with that as we pray. The experience of the Holy Spirit will also reveal itself through a life changed. We are transformed through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We are empowered to live more and more like Jesus. We become more victorious and we are stronger when we live with the Holy Spirit within our lives. We also start to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is this fruit you're talking about? Well, in Galatians 5.22, it talks about the Holy Spirit evidencing itself through these fruits in our lives. And the fruits are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As this fruit is evidence in our life, in our words, in our actions, in our choices, we start to realize we're not living by our old standards. We're not living by our old habits. We're not living by our old defaults, which may have been malice or anger or revenge or any of those things. But now we're living from the evidence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and we are growing fruit, which makes us look more like Jesus. That's how we deepen our relationship with Jesus, through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Next is baptism in water. And we're going to cover the who, what, when, where and why of water baptism. What is water baptism? It is simply full immersion in water, not just a sprinkle. We are talking the example of Jesus and we are going all in. You see, in Matthew 3.16, Jesus' own baptism is recorded. And it said, as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. So we know he went all in. In fact, every baptism in the Bible was by immersion in water. If you take a look at the book of Acts, this was the norm for every believer in Jesus. Why should I be baptized? Well, put really simply, Jesus wants you to be. See, Jesus himself was baptized at the age 30 in the River Jordan by John. And it was after this moment that his public ministry took place. Jesus also told his disciples that they should go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can check out Matthew 28, 18 to 20 for that. You see, the disciples obeyed him and they went and preached the gospel. And for all who believed they were baptized, and many of them the very same day. Who? Who should be baptized? Anyone who has repented from their sin, believed in Jesus as their savior, and decided to follow him as disciples. Those people should be baptized. Well, what's the actual deal with baptism? Like, what does the whole thing mean? We have to realize that baptism itself 
has no power to cleanse us or save us from sin. But it is an important step of obedience in a believer's life. It is an outward acknowledgement and display of the inward salvation experience that has already taken place. Because remember, we repent and then we are baptized. The act of immersion and then emerging out of the water represents and identifies us with what happened with Jesus. You see, the death of our old, going into the water represents the death to our old self, just like the death of Jesus on the cross. Being under the water is like the burial of Jesus and the burial of our old life. And then emerging from the water in a new resurrection life is, is identifying with the power of the resurrected Jesus who rolled away the stone at the tomb and now is seated in victory forever because he defeated sin and death. So it is us taking an outward act which identifies us with all of those things. When should we be baptized? Well, really, as soon as you've believed, you shouldn't delay. Believers in the New Testament were often baptized the very same day. So there's no rule that says you have to be a believer for a certain amount of time. But I understand some people like to take a little bit of time to get used to the idea. But baptism is an incredibly powerful experience and it actually does unlock incredible power within your life to live in the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So can I encourage you, don't delay. Don't sit on the fence going, is this really for me? Or people might be looking at me. You know what? It's, it's a beautiful act of worship that you do between you and God, and it carries so much power. If it was the very thing that when Jesus did it, right, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, who already is like full of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit comes on him more when he gets baptized, how much more will we as believers be empowered following the example of our master? Right. How many times should I be baptized? Now, this is a really important question. Well, only once. If, if as a believer of Jesus, you ever break fellowship with him because of sin in your life or decisions you may have made, it is the act of confessing your sin and, and repenting that actually gets you back into fellowship with God. You don't need to be, be baptized again. Water baptism is a once and for all public testimony of your identification with the death, resurrection and burial of Jesus. So you don't have to do it again. It's not a ceremony that we have to perform many times, but definitely do it once. And what about if you were baptized as a baby? Do you still need to be baptized? Where are all of my christened babies at? Because I was one of them. I was the frilly gown and the pour the water on your head. I was a christened baby. But you know what? As beautiful as those traditions are, someone who has been christened or baptized as an infant or a young toddler still does need to be baptized as an adult if they choose to follow Jesus. Now why? Because we have just learned that water baptism should follow repentance and a decision to place your faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now a baby cannot do that. The act of christening or infant baptism is actually the choice of the parents. And it's a beautiful choice, but it is the choice of the parent. So therefore, it doesn't have the power and the impact in the life of the child being baptized as it does when that person is grown to an age where they understand, they make a conscious decision to say, I love Jesus. I want to serve him all my days. They have repented and believed. And so baptism is the next step. So if you've been baptized as an infant or child and have been following Jesus as a 
conscious adult who's made that decision, can I encourage you to be baptised? Be baptised. Make the decision for Jesus. So this morning we've heard a lot. We have heard about great essential habits to build our deepening relationship with Jesus. We have heard about the empowerment of baptism by water and by spirit. If you have not been water baptised, you need to jump on our website now and you need to fill out a baptism contact form and say, I want to be baptised. The awesome thing about baptisms here at MCC is that the water's warm, everybody's smiling, and it's like having an awesome bath with all of your family and friends here watching. Now, we love to celebrate baptism here. We love that God comes and moves in someone's life and speaks to them directly as they begin their new life journey. So we want to do that with you today. If you would love to be baptized, we would be honored to be, to be there and share that experience with you. And you know what? Baptism can happen anywhere. It can happen in a bathtub. I've been to baptisms in beaches and rivers and even here in our baptismal. I was baptized in a local public pool. There's no rules that say this is how you do it, but it requires a heart of repentance and a heart that says, I love Jesus and I want to publicly acknowledge who he is in my life. Now, while I can't do that for you right now through the screens, what I can do with you is lead you in a moment now of encounter with Jesus. As we've been talking about the Holy Spirit this morning, I know that Jesus has started to walk into your homes and to the rooms where you are watching this, and he has started to flood in with his presence. Today, I would love for you to open your heart and we're going to receive a fresh, or maybe for some of you the first time, the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, Peter said, repent and believe and receive. So this morning, if you have not yet begun your Jesus journey, or you're not sure if you're saved, can I encourage you in step one, repent and believe. Just simply say to Jesus, I believe you are my Lord and my Saviour. You died and rose again for me and I choose you today. Repent of your sin and choose to walk in the ways of Jesus. And step two is receiving. It is receiving the Holy Spirit. Some of you watching today may have received the Holy Spirit before, but I am believing for a fresh encounter with Jesus for you today. Some of you may have received the Holy Spirit, but it hasn't been evidenced in your life in some of the ways we've been talking about. Perhaps you haven't been awakened to, to feel him within your senses, or perhaps you've never spoken in tongues before. Can I tell you that anyone can like speak in tongues? I'll tell you a really quick story about one of my children. I have two daughters and the youngest one is now 11. But when she was about five, we all of a sudden just heard her speaking in tongues one day. Now, I know I hadn't prayed for her to receive the Holy Spirit, so I was like, what's going down here? I said, where did you learn that, hun? And she said, oh, I just followed Pastor Matt around at the prayer meetings and I just started saying what he was saying. So let me tell you that the Holy Spirit is not something that we need to work hard for. If a five-year-old can catch it in the room, you can catch it where you are right now. Just roll with it, as I said. Don't try and make sense of it. It will do your head in to try and make sense of it because the Holy Spirit is just so infinitely awesome and infinitely complex that he's not there to be worked out. He's there to be experienced. And that is what I'm inviting you into this morning, an experience with Jesus. Jesus comes and the Holy Spirit come when we welcome him. So right now, just open your heart. 
open your heart this morning and welcome him in. Do not be afraid to try something new this morning, even if you're the only one in your home doing it and there's other people in the room and you might be the only one standing up right now ready to receive. Don't be afraid to try something new this morning. Jesus says it's the hungry hearts that are filled and God wants to pour out his refreshing on us deep within this morning. I just really believe that tired souls are going to be refreshed and there will be new rivers of living water just flowing from our lives from this morning. And if this is your first time experience the Holy Spirit, believe for a big encounter. Believe that you'll speak in tongues this morning. Believe that you will feel and see and hear and experience the Holy Spirit. I just want to let you know that the presence of God you are sensing right now isn't something you're imagining. It is real. It is God coming into a room. It's like him saying, your salvation is real. You haven't imagined this. I am real and I am with you. And this presence you are feeling, this is me. This is my spirit. And this is how I surround you each day. And we're just going to take a moment to pray now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. I thank you, God, that you fill hungry hearts. So right now we just say we are hungry for you. We are hungry for you. Come and fill us up, Holy Spirit. Would you breathe upon us, wind of God? Would you come like a mighty rushing wind? Fill the rooms where we are assembled. Fill the rooms where we are right now, God, like a mighty rushing wind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are falling like fire upon some now. Thank you, Lord, that you are flowing like rain upon some right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are starting to sense you within our bodies. We're starting to sense you in our minds and in our hearts. You are moving, God. As you start to experience the Holy Spirit and start to feel Him this morning, if you're a believer who already speaks in tongues, just start to let that language flow out. And if you have never spoken in tongues before, can I encourage you just to try, just see what happens. It might sound a little like this. I don't know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm saying, but the Holy Spirit knows because it's the language of the Spirit. So try something new this morning. The Holy Spirit is the empowerment upon your life. Some of you have felt like you've been hitting a ceiling for long enough and the Holy Spirit is the empowerment your life needs. God, I thank you right now as we just lean into you. You are empowering lives in new ways because it's the Holy Spirit moving upon us. You are a good God. You are a good God. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're starting to pray in that prayer language, don't stop. You keep praying while I chat for just a moment longer. 
but we are believing and we trust this morning that you are encountering Jesus here in this moment. So what I would love is for you at some point later today to jump on our website and I would love for you to share a good news story of this is how the Holy Spirit touched me. If you just spoke in tongues for the first time, I want to celebrate with you. If you are receiving a fresh move of God because you have a hungry heart and the Holy Spirit is flowing, we want to celebrate with you. So tell us how Jesus is moving in you this morning. God, I thank you that you come when we're hungry. You come when we're hungry. Tomorrow morning, Lord, let our hearts be awakened with hunger for you. And God, right through this week, let our lives be awakened to you. Let our senses be awakened to you. Let us choose Jesus before the busy of the day. Let us choose to set our eyes on Jesus, God, to look higher each day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are lovers of your presence. We honour you, Holy Spirit, and thank you. Thank you that you're moving, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.